Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. Today's special topic, war in Ukraine. Today's guest, Valeria Pavlenko, who was in Kyiv during the first Russian attacks. Valeria, where exactly are you right now? Lviv, it's a western part, a part of Ukraine. Um, here I am living uh, in the dormitory uh, that is my, my university dormitory. It's great to hear that you are safe, but why did you decide to stay in your country? It's my land and uh, I also want to help people uh, here, but I'm kind of feel guilty because I had to flee from my city. Uh, but I uh, I read about those things, about the, like, I guess, um, like how you can actually feel guilt in this situation. Right now, I want to focus more on, uh, on my work and to actually, you know, follow up the situation to... You know, make sure that my mom is all right. And yeah, so I, I want to stay uh, here in the country though. So I could help more and I could understand the situation better. Um, some members of my family are actually fighting. Um, and some members of my family, like they are also uh, in the Western uh, part uh, of our country, but um my mom and uh, my granny um they are still in kiev and they are also located quite close um to to the actual like um fighting zone uh but they are safe and i'm really happy for it and i'm really thankful for the ukrainian army because um and also the civilians that um that have a courage to fight because those are the people that uh, actually provide uh, safety uh, for my family, for my mother and grandmother. Let's now hear what Matilde from Portugal and Antonia from Germany have to say about the current war situation in Ukraine in our section The Voice of Gen Z. I think Portugal reacted in a fair way to the conflicts that are currently happening in the Ukraine. I think it caught us all a little bit by surprise because no one was expecting for this conflict to escalate so quickly. But our position has been very clear from the start. We stand in the side of Ukraine, an independent country that shouldn't see it's sovereignty question, especially in such a gruesome way. Uh, I've been seeing a huge wave of solidarity from our people. Uh, so many Portuguese and Ukrainian communities coming together to deliver goods to the victims of this conflict. Uh, protests in the majority of cities in Portugal. Uh, our government has also been very willing to uh, receive refugees from this war and send military aid. And I think there's so much you can do from a distance, but we should definitely continue to stand by Ukraine's side in everything they need, uh, including supporting their entry into the European Union. The Ukraine crisis makes it easy to see how strongly the countries in Europe stick together. 
I think it's good that everyone is against Russia and before that I didn't really think about it. It was clear to me that there is Europe, but I have never seen countries really stick together in a crisis like this. And of course the Ukraine crisis is having a strong impact on my future and thus that of Generation Z. You can already see that in the rising energy prices. It remains to be seen to what extent the crisis will still affect the future. We still don't know how the war will end. We are now back in Ukraine with Valeria. Valeria, if you go back with your thoughts to the time of the invasion, what was going through your head? Uh, 21st of February, it was actually the worst day of my entire life. And I, I say that like um, speaking from a perspective of the uh, domestic violence survivor. Um, and in my micro district, there were no active fighting. And uh, I was actually had like one and a half hour of sleep uh the night that night because i was following the events um that was happening um mariupol um it's a southern part of ukraine and um it was like some um, active fighting and shootings in that region uh on that night on that night um and i fell asleep at 4.30 a.m. Um, and I, I was constantly texting my boyfriend because uh, in a train he was coming uh, for me uh, to, to, to Kiev because we wanted to celebrate um, the Valentine's Day. Uh, we had to celebrate it a little later because um, my mother and my grandmother, they both catch COVID. So we have to, you know, postpone that a little bit. So I was texting him and he actually woke up when all those fighting started uh, on the eastern part of Ukraine. And um, I was texting him and I was saying, like, what is happening? And he said he Later, he told me that he actually knew that invasion is going to happen uh, because he has a lot more understanding of the situation. But he didn't want to tell me because um, he was worried that uh, I'm going to freak out and panic. So he actually told me to um, go uh, to bed and I actually f fell asleep. And then at 6 a.m. he called me and he told that I have to wake up because um the russians started to um how do you say that like the airs for attacks uh on kiev and i actually like i thought that was a joke like i couldn't believe it like this should be joke like who started the invasion in the 21st century but like after this thought i saw like very loud explosions and the walls of my house shook um and it was a nightmare and i um and i had to go to my granny's it was also really hard moment for me uh because uh, she's 80 years old and she actually was born in 1941 so she already experienced those kind of nightmare and um i came to her room um crying but trying to calm myself down to not you know scare her yes um 
I said to her like crying and my voice was uh, shaking in that moment but granny please wake up um calm down but we, we have war but please uh calm down we had to like pack our things and go to the bomb shelter Let's now meet Valeria personally in our section, Valeria personally. Valeria, what is your favorite memory? My favorite memory is going back uh, to the Capesian mountains with my boyfriend. Um, we went to the mountains and he, uh, this uh, little dog, uh, which actually had three legs, um, he went to the mountains with us. Um, and then uh, we came back to city and... Um, he actually was going uh, like uh, he 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 was you know I was surprised like how how fast fast he was with his um, um, with his uh, three legs um, but that was um, a beautiful memory of mine and I actually like I'm I'm smiling right now singing my updates it's it's really great to remember something like this in these hard times. You're right, good memories help us through tough times. But what is your worst fear? Um, my worst fear is what is happening right now with my country. People dying in this, in this war. And the last question in this section for you. What is your biggest wish? My biggest wish is uh, for my family to be safe and sound. And for every Ukrainian to be to leave their dreams in uh, our free land, yeah. The fight isn't happening only on the front lines. How is youth, including you, helping your country? Everyone use um, what you they their knowledge. Like some people, some students are uh, fighting uh, in the social media front line, front line because <clears throat> we actually have what we call the info war and uh we used to talk about this even before this invasion so uh right now we have to make a lot of things to um fight on this front line and uh, some people that uh, have cars and some people that um, have like some kind of logistic knowledge and some people that have access to uh, you know, money, obviously, but if they, you know, have an access um, to something that help, can help, like, if there are um, real estate, how do you call them, realtors, yeah, uh, and um, they can also help to, you know, uh, help the refugees uh, to find accommodation for them, to find uh, a transportation for them, and also there are a lot of people that are um, having to add to the um, active fighting zone. Um, so everyone is united and they're using the knowledge, their abilities, their connection to help. They help like they help to fight. Yeah, so shortly. <laughs>
This time our guest in the Watchdog's perspective is Artur Panasiuk from Polskie Radio. Poland has become a real refuge for Ukrainian women, children and old people who are fleeing a country engulfed in a war with a Russian occupier. By this time, almost 700,000 refugees from Ukraine had crossed the Ukrainian-Polish border. Ukrainians are accepted and settled throughout the whole country. The Poles massively provide them with uh, free housing or even settle them right at their own homes. Tens of thousands of entrepreneurs and volunteers provide Ukrainian refugees with food and essential goods. Since the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the Polish authorities have opened up the labor market and access to social benefits for Ukrainians fleeing the war. The Ministry of Education of Poland assured that Ukrainian children will be able to continue their education in Polish schools. President Andrzej Duda provided presidential palaces and residences to refugees from Ukraine. Polish media, including Polish radio, began broadcasting news in Ukrainian language. But this war is also an information war supported by a lot of disinformation. How do you, as a young journalist, feel about the block of the Russian propaganda channels Russia Today and Sputnik by the EU? Um, I think it's really important, actually. Um, today, I was thinking about it a lot. Um, I think it's really great initiative because I know they have a lot of um, disinformation um, that make um, people in the in the EU, uh, the EU citizens, I mean, uh, to believe that we actually have, um, you know, Nazi, Nazis in our country, um, which is, um, this is just, uh, just, this is, I just, it, it just came out of nowhere, like, speaking about Nazis, um, a lot of people say that we have uh, the Nazi government, but actually our president, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, um, he's, uh, he has uh, Jewish heritage himself. So it's, it's really just a blatant lie that was created. Um, going back to answering your question, right now we're not talking about uh, the freedom of speech because uh, some people can use that argument, like how the EU um, that... Uh, are always for um, like human rights and uh, all the human freedoms um, they're fighting for them but how they could possibly like ban some channels because it's just different point of view it's not uh, it's not different point of view it's just straight um, um, authoritarian yes that's how you say that um, stayed back propaganda. Thank you so much Valeria, stay safe, stay strong and thank you all for listening to our special episode about the situation in Ukraine. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsava, 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 Vars